I want Brother Hilton to come tonight, and I'm looking forward to hearing the word of the Lord from Brother Hilton. Praise God. Hopefully, he can keep his mind on the word of God. He's got a special someone flying in here in a couple of days, and, and, uh, but we want the Holy Ghost to fly in here tonight, and, and uh, hopefully, he'll be following that. Praise God. We love you, Brother Hilton. Come, take your liberty. Preach to me tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Feel the worship from the saints of God and the presence of God in response to that. Amen. I got a question, Pastor. If I follow the Holy Ghost tonight, can I follow the plane back to Colorado? Oh, okay. That's a no if you were wondering. Amen. Psalms 102 and 13 as a text tonight. Amen. I apologize for... Amen. Uh, my voice, we're going we're gonna to drag it out as long as possible in terms of my voice, not the sermon. <laughs> you guys are priority there. Amen. With me. Amen. I'm looking forward to hearing our shepherd's voice Sunday morning. Amen. Why don't you make it a point this week to pray for him, that the Lord give him the strength to do that. Amen. This city needs a clarion call. I mean, it needs a clear sound. Amen. Needs a distinct voice, and Bishop Brigham is that voice, and we want to uh, promote um, him in prayer. Amen. And lift up his hands any way that we can. Amen. So you're going to help me pray for Pastor this week. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Also, I want to say thank you to Brother Miguel for coming tonight. Brother Chad, Brother uh, Albert, it's good to see y'all. Amen. I know several have had surgeries and. Situations going on, and I uh, just wanted to greet you all. Didn't get a chance to before I came up here, so I'm glad to see each of you here tonight. Psalms 102 and 13 says, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. And everybody say, For the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. The Bible says that the time to favor Zion. In the Old Testament, the word Zion is just representative of the church. So we could interchange that word with the church in terms of application. But thou shalt arise, have mercy on the church for time to favor her, the church. Yea, the set time is come. Why don't you lay down your Bibles ask the Lord to help us tonight. Open our ears, open our minds. I'm definitely going to need your help tonight, church. Could you help me? Hallelujah, Jesus, we depend heavily upon you. God, I know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a spirit of and presence of the Lord is in this place tonight. You can be seated in his presence tonight. I mean, as long as you don't sit down on me figuratively. Amen. I'm going to need your help tonight. Amen. And I covet your prayers throughout this service. Amen. Um, Bible tells us in Psalms 102 verse 13, have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. I'm here to tell you tonight that the church 
has the favor of God. And I want to talk to you tonight about that a little bit. Amen. The title of this uh, message, Brother Josh, you can put it up there, is Finding Favor. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to find favor. As a sort of an introduction, amen, Pastor, at the beginning of this year, put out these cards that are still on the the altars in front. I see it on the men's side, just checking, not on the ladies' side. But if you haven't done it, make it a point to do it. Amen. Think about what your vision is for the year 2022. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. Amen. The pastor has uh, depicted for us a clear vision as a church. Amen. And shown us the way to go. Amen. But it's not enough for Pastor Riggin to, to maintain a vision for the church. But we have to individually get a hold of that vision. Amen. You have to get a, a hold of a vision. You have to get a vision, and I dare say that if you don't get your own vision, you as an individual will perish, amen, spiritually, amen, amen. And so, amen, my vision at the beginning of this year, as Pastor had requested, amen, I'm not bragging or anything, this is just something that struck me, and uh, usually every year I choose a word to just focus on for the year. I've done this for probably the last three years, um, maybe four but this year, I, before Pastor ever made that request, I, I, I was thinking along the, the, the word that was in my mind was favor. And I was praying about it, asking God, I mean, what, what, what is it? What do I need to know about it? And as Pastor asked us to write down a vision, the words came to me, favor with God and with man. I don't want just favor. Amen. I don't want favor with the banker necessarily. I don't necessarily want favor, amen, with any just individual that would gain uh, a benefits or advantage to me, amen. But what I want favor with is with God and with men in general. I want to, amen, help somebody. I mean, I, I don't want to just uh, plop through life and, and not obtain anything and just uh, uh, aimlessly wander, amen, lost and without, without any so- sort of vision, but This year for Jared, uh, my vision, my desire is to obtain favor with God and with man. So uh, perhaps this is a little little uh, selfish of me, but I'm just going to share that with you tonight, this, this, uh, this message that's burning in my heart. And don't let my demeanor or my, the, the way that I'm coming across right now, amen, set you off because I feel what I'm saying here tonight with every fiber of my being. Amen. I believe that God wants to help somebody in this place, uh, amen, find favor with him. Hallelujah. Amen. We heard on Sunday, Brother Nelson was teaching, preaching, and he mentioned this scripture, Acts chapter 10, verse 34 and 35. Or he just quoted verse 34, but I'm going to add in 35s. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And that's absolutely true. Apostle Peter uh, said so. He said, of a truth. Amen. You're not going to argue with Peter, are you, Kaiser? He said, of a truth. Amen. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But he goes on to qualify what he's saying in verse 35. He says, in every nation, he that feareth him 
and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. I, I will state, amen, as emphatically as Peter did, that God is no respecter of persons. As long as you maintain a healthy fear towards him and work righteousness, you will, my friend, be accepted by him. I don't know about you, but I want to obtain his precious favor. I don't want to just go aimlessly through life. Amen. I don't want to just walk. Amen. And try to obtain favor from this one and that one so I can gain advantage. But the advantage that I want is the favor of God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's magnify the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, amen, it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your background looks like. It doesn't matter who your daddy is or who your mama is, how rich or how poor. Amen. I'm telling you that you can obtain that favor from God. Oh, if you believe it, shout amen. I said, if you believe that, shout amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Visiting friend. Amen. And, and, uh, and new convert or whatever you classify yourself. If you consider yourself a guest or you consider yourself a, a member. You look around this room tonight and you see just a group of people. Amen. One elder, elder, uh, elder Burgess, I believe. Not elder, not brother John Burgess in Colorado Springs, but his dad used to say, or maybe perhaps still does. Folks is folks. I mean, you look around, all the things you know about people are still true in this room. No difference between my flesh and your flesh. Amen. We're just folks. We're just people. Amen. But I want to tell you the one thing that distinguishes us is not, not our personality, not our, not our pedigree, not our resume, amen, not our moms and our dad, none of that. The only thing that would distinguish us, amen, in this modern world, amen, is our fear for God. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you tonight, I'm going to, amen, try to share with you tonight, amen, that that is the way to find favor with him. Amen, if you want to find favor of God, you've got to... Uh, you've got to fear him. Verse 35 of Acts chapter 10, we just read, and verse 34 said that there's no respect to persons, but verse 35 says, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The prerequisite to having this non-respective favor from God, amen, is to develop a genuine fear towards him. Amen. Is what I'm saying making sense? All right, just checking. I don't want to go too fast. I've got, I've got, I don't know how many notes. I'm not going to try to, but uh, I don't want to go too fast. I want to make sure the point is conveyed clearly, I'm, and I'm watching the time. Amen. It's my contention. It's, I submit to you tonight that the favor of God is inextricably linked with the fear of God. Fear of God is described in the Bible very clearly. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride. 
and arrogance, corruption, and perverse speech. And then he goes on to, with that colon after uh, his statement, uh, he goes to describe what evil is. Pride, arrogancy, evil, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at a different, oh, this is it, 8.13, yeah, we're on the same page. All right, uh, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, colon, pride, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth. Do I, do I hate? So if there's any, and just bear with me for a moment, we're not going to stay here too long, but just bear with me just for a few moments, that if there's any tolerance in my heart, in my body, in my mind, in my life, for pride, arrogance, corruption, perverse speech, That is in direct conflict with the fear of God. Amen. We ought to develop a hatefulness towards pride and arrogancy and and those evil things. Amen. And I know that I'm preaching to a group of people that are just like Job. In Job chapter 1 verse 1, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. Man, again, verse 18, the Bible says at the end of it, he was a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And again, chapter 2, verse 3, Bible once again says he was a perfect, upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Now, I'm not under any illusion that, that we have a group of perfect people here, but I do believe that this is a group of people Amen. That are interested in pleasing God. Hallelujah. And let me just ask you a question. Amen. Those evil things that from the world that you came from. And, and believe me, I've been there and have done that. Amen. Those evil things that, 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 that were associated with that previous life. Amen. Don't you just hate that? Amen. Well, I'm, now I'm starting to wonder. Don't you? Don't, uh, don't you uh, look back at those days and be like, man, I was so stupid. What in the world was I thinking? That, that was so uh, naive or so, so, so dumb. Hallelujah. Amen. These are indicators to me, and I could be wrong, but these are indicators to me that, that you perhaps, are developing a fear for God. Amen. If you can, if you can pay attention to that still, small voice, and I, I feel like I'm speaking to someone here tonight, but if you can pay attention, amen, to the conviction in your heart, amen, as the Holy Ghost ministers to you. The Bible says the Spirit of truth will lead us and guide us into all truth. If you, want, if you want a genuine revelation of biblical, apostolic truth, you have to develop a fear for God. You've got to become sensitive to that voice. Amen. When you fear the Lord, there are some blessings that will come with it. Psalms chapter 25, verse 12 through 14. What, is, uh, what man is he that feareth the Lord? This is verse 12. And uh, uh, him that... Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Verse 13. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. 
and he will show them his covenant. I want you to understand, amen, it sounds to me like God is shedding a little bit of favor on those that fear him, that fear the Lord. What is he that feareth the Lord? Well, he's going to teach him the way he's go- that he shall choose. He sh- his soul will dwell at ease. He sh- his seed shall inherit the earth. His secret of the Lord, amen, we'll talk a little bit more about this in just a moment, is with them that fear him, and he will show him his covenant. Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Psalms chapter 33, verse 18 and 19 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, Amen. To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Psalm 34 verses 7 through 11. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young Lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want. My, 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 they shall not want any good thing. Come, 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 ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I'm talking about finding the favor of God. Amen. This is not a legalistic religion. This is not something, amen, mandated from a, from some edict somewhere. Amen. But this is a love relationship. Amen. This is developed out of a fear for God. I want to please Him. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you, but I want to please him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got so much more. Amen. But we're going to skip ahead here tonight. Oh, we've got a little time. Let me read another psalm for you. Psalm 103, uh, verses 10 through 17. He hath not dwelt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Amen. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Exodus chapter 18 verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as fear God. Men of truth, hating covetousness and place such over them to be rulers over thousands, rulers over hundreds and rulers over fifties and rulers over tens. God promotes those that are in fear of him. And to just, I guess, put the, put the capstone on that section here. Psalm chapter 2 verse 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Rejoice with trembling. 
Hallelujah. 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 In, in general, how, how do you serve the Lord with fear? How do you rejoice with trembling? Just give me a moment. I will, the, the, the word fear, when it was used in the Bible, is defined as being afraid, as we understand it today, having a sense of dread and terror. However, in some context, in some of these scriptures that I've read for you tonight, it takes on an attribute of reverence and respect. It's more than just being afraid. We're not worried about the big, uh, the big guy on the throne. And, well, let me complete that statement because uh, that would contradict everything that I've said this, up to this point. But what, what I'm trying to say is we're not, we're not worried. We, we're not uh, fearing or afraid necessarily of, of the one who's sitting on the throne and his rules and, and the laws that issue from that. All right? What we're trying, what I'm trying to convey to you tonight is that the fear of God is more than just uh, this legalistic religion. And, and it does involve uh, desiring an understanding of his word because we fear him. Because we respect him. Because we want to understand what he has to say. Because he has the words of eternal life. And so, amen, we're interested. We want to know. We want to understand exactly what he has to say. But to those who don't have this same sentiment. To those in the world that, that look on from the outside. They just see a group of people dressing funny. And acting funny. And sometimes even talking funny. Especially when the Holy Ghost starts moving. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you tonight that that is the favor of God. Those things that you are witnessing, those distinctions, those visible distinctions, sister God, those are representations of the favor of God. And we don't shy away from the fact that the ladies wear dresses and have long hair. And that the men wear long pants and, and, and all these things. I, we're, not, we're not shy about those things necessarily be, because it's out of a love for God. It's out of a respect for God. It's because we want to find his favor. We want to please him. Is what I'm saying making sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is no respecter of persons. God wants you to have the favor of God in your life. God wants you to have an understanding of the fullness of God. And if you, this is, I guess we'll shamelessly plug the, the podcast one more time. But if you haven't had a chance to listen to uh, this past week's episode or the upcoming one, you owe it to yourself to do it. Uh, I'm telling you, amen, there is revelation in those uh, conversations. And not because I'm involved, amen, but primarily because uh, the anointed man of God's involved. <laughs> and, uh, and, but I do believe the Holy Ghost is speaking through pastor. And he's talking to him, not because he's, um, not because, but be, not because uh, of his manhood or, or anything like that, but because God has chosen him as a leader for this church and to show us the way. And so he's speaking through him and talking to us as a church. And he's, and honestly, church, if you don't listen to the podcast, you're going to miss something crucial because God is wanting us 
to just kind of take a step up higher. Hallelujah. And, and, uh, and uh, he talks about the exceeding greatness of God. That's, he talks about that. And he talks about the fullness of God. And that's all you get to know because you need to go listen to it because I, I wouldn't do it justice. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Amen. A genuine fear of God will generate the favor of God in your life. Amen. Let's take a look at a familiar man by the name of Noah. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 through 9. Bible says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I don't know what it was. I don't know everything that Noah was doing. Amen. But verse 9 goes on to say that these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. I believe that verse 9 is directly tied to verse 8. That the grace that God gave to Noah, amen, that he received from God, the favor that he obtained in the eyes of God was directly linked to his behavior that was described in verse 9. Amen. I'll go on to another example. Amen. In Genesis chapter Genesis chapter 17, verse 3 through 5, the Bible says, Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many, many nations have I made thee. And the Bible goes on in Genesis chapter 22, amen, as it tells the story of Abraham. And the Bible says that God tempted Abraham. Genesis chapter, and I'm sorry for going through so much scripture here. I know that when we read so much that it tends, amen, to bog us down. But I, don't, but I think this is important, so I, I, don't, I want you to hopefully uh, grasp what I'm sharing with you here tonight. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, and it came to pass... After these things, that God did tempt Abraham and said unto Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood, uh, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went into the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire. And the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went, so they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told, told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, 
and took the knife to slay his son. The Bible, the Bible is very clear in verse 10 what Abraham's intentions were. He very clearly, as, as of this verse, no matter the questions that Isaac asked him as they climbed up the mountains, no matter how much he loved that boy, the Bible very clearly says in verse 10, Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11, and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon, thy, on, upon the lad and neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Now I know that you fear God. Hallelujah. And we can read on in the next few scriptures, verse 15. And the angel of the Lord came, called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, because thou hast done this thing. What thing did Abraham do? He did not slay Isaac. That's exactly right. He obeyed. Now the Lord told him to go up and, and to offer Isaac his only son. And Abraham loved him. But this was nothing more. The Bible says at the very beginning, the introductory remarks of the story, that it was a temptation. It was a test. Abraham, do you like, do you love this thing that I've given you? Or do you Fear me more. And the Bible says that because of the thing that thou hast done and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. You remember that blessing I told you about, Abraham, a couple years ago? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compound that thing. In blessing, I will bless thee. In multiplying, I will multiply thee. Uh, multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell somebody in this house tonight. Amen. God has spoken to you on a number of occasions. Things that you ought to give to him. Things that you should offer up to him. Amen. And he's testing you. Amen. Again and again. And he wants to know. Amen. What do you love more? Is it Isaac or is it me? Are you willing to give it up or not? Amen. Are you, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm pressured so much. Amen. I can make an altar call right now. Amen. I want to tell somebody in this house. Amen. That if you would give it up. Amen. You'll find that favor that you're seeking after. Oh, church, let's talk to the Lord right now. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've made your way up the mountain. Amen. You've already, amen, answered the hard, probing questions. Amen. Of the thing that you love. Amen. Now all you got to do is lay it down on the altar. Amen. And raise a knife. Amen. In perfect obedience to his word. Hallelujah. Amen. And who's to say but God himself. Amen. That he won't send an angel. Amen. To speak to you. Amen. And to save the thing that you so dear and dearly love. Amen. But friend, the test is whether or not you'll give it to him. Will you give it to him? Let's all stand right now. Oh, come on. Let's talk to the Lord right now. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that if you want to find the favor of God in your life, amen, if you want the blessing of God upon you, amen, all you have to do is obey. Hallelujah. 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 Earnestly seek your heart. Listen to that still, small voice. Do you hear it? Jesus is tenderly calling. Come home. All you have to do is let go. Those illicit relationships, those that illicit behavior. <laughs> oh, Master. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but there's nothing in my life that, that I feel is, is worth holding on to. And I want you to understand that if you develop this fear for God, amen, peace that passes all understanding, comfort like you've never known, amen, will come. The Bible tells us that in Acts chapter 9, verse 31, then had the churches rest throughout all of Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of of the Holy Ghost. John 14, 26 says, But the Father, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. A group of men were listening to the Apostle Peter preach. On the day of Pentecost, and a twinge of fear pricked their hearts. Now when they heard this, the Bible says, they were pricked in their heart. And it wasn't something that they could ignore. It drove them. It drove them to, to respond 
to obey. To inquire. What must I do? What, what do I do about this fear that grips my heart? We were singing, I think it was the second song tonight, about the soon return of the Lord. And if you don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost, I mean, that is, should be an opportunity for that fear to take hold in your heart. I mean, as you think about an eternity in one of two places, eternity in heaven, perfect, fear, uh, perfect favor of God for eternity, on and on and on, or the eternal destruction of hell. And honestly, church, I did not intend for this to go this way, but I'm just trying to follow the Holy Ghost here tonight. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 10 says, The sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. For in my wrath I smote thee, but in my favor have I had mercy on you. There's so much that comes with the favor of God. The, the denominal world has twisted, distorted the concept of grace and favor. It's so much more. It's the earnest of our inheritance. God gives us a promise. And it says, if you hold on to this, one of these days I'm coming back for the ones that are holding on to this. If you'll take what I'm offering to you, if you'll give up the things that you're holding on to in, in your life, if you'll let go of those things that I'm asking you to let go of and just take the thing that I've got to offer, I'm telling you, hallelujah. Why don't we all just talk to the Lord tonight? God, we need your grace tonight. We need your presence to fill this house. God, I'm asking you right now. Take this word that you placed on my heart. God, and place it in the hearts of everyone in this building tonight. I want to obey your word, Jesus. I love you more than anything. I love you more than anyone. God, you're my everything. God, you're my everything. Oh, Jesus. I'll do anything for you, God. I'll go anywhere for you, God. Whatever you want from me, God, it's yours. Hallelujah. These altars are open. I want to make an appeal to everyone under the sound of my voice. Amen. If you feel like God's been dealing with you in this service. Amen. This is an opportunity for you to let go of the things that he's asking you to let go of. Amen. If he's prompted things in your mind, just, just yield it over to him. Trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants you to find the favor He's looking at you. 
And friend, the more you give up, the more favor that you obtain from Him. The more you yield to Him.